Welcome back, everybody, to another top of the list review. We've got your weekly dose of WandaVision, uh, of course, episode three premiering uh, today. Uh, we really enjoyed this episode as well, Dom. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Of course, we got our first episode, as you can see in the title card, in color. And I believe now in color, as you can see, the title of this episode as well, as we paid homage to... Uh, some of the 70s sitcoms, The Brady Bunch, amongst others that came to mind. Yeah. Dom, your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, so for my score at the top of the episode, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think this wasn't as good as our most recent episode, episode two. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a seven and a half out of ten. Um, just to recap you guys on my scores so far, episode one gave that a seven and a half. Episode two gave that an eight out of ten. And this one going to go back down to a seven and a half. Yeah, I, I'm right on par with you there. I'm okay. going to go 7.5 out of 10 as well. Again, recapping my scores like Dom did, 8 out of 10 for our premiere episode. For me, 8.5 out of 10 for episode 2. And here, a 7.5 out, uh, out of 10 for episode 3, putting that score in between the good and great range. Not quite great, but a better than a good episode of television. Right on. Um, any notable moments you want to point out before we go into spoilers? Uh, I mean, so with this episode, I think there are a few notable moments. Um, I, I, I am going to hold off on going into specifics okay. for spoilers, but I think uh, there were a couple of moments here where we're getting a little bit of the puzzle revealed, a little more, you know, the picture's becoming a little bit more in focus, not nearly as much as we'd like to see, obviously, uh, but that, that we're a saving grace of this episode that I would say put this at a seven and a half out of 10 instead of an, uh, a seven out of 10 or a six and a half. But all in all, and I think we both uh, felt this way, similar to how we described uh, some of the Mandalorian episodes in season one, this was more a, a filler episode that, yeah, it was there to get some points across, but for the most part, uh, not much happened in this episode. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Not much happened except for a few big things I guess we could bring up in the spoilers. But yeah, I think my, my as far as my favorite character arcs in this one, I think um, there's this one was more of like a comedic focus than like a character-driven focus. So I think that's cool. But definitely uh, the standout one in this one was Geraldine, I think. Oh, without a doubt, yes. As we get... Uh, you know, more of a glimpse of who she is and how she fits into this scheme. And, you know, is she aware or not of, uh, you know, who she is, as we've discussed in the last exactly. episode. Once again, spoiler, so we're not going to go in for those of you who do not know who she is yet until we give that spoiler warning. Uh, but otherwise, I see what you're saying with the, with the comedic focus, but, I mean, that's how I felt about the premiere. And I found the premiere a lot funnier than this. Okay. So that was my one knock on this one. Yes, compared to the premiere, we got a little bit more, like I said, a little bit more we're peeling back the, uh, the layers of what's going on with Wanda and Vision here. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, yeah, like you said, it was more comedic focused, uh, you know, going for that sitcom feel again. But to me, some of the jokes just didn't hit home like they did in the first two episodes. Yeah, and I think we're kind of on the same page here. We gave it the same score, yeah, right? Yeah, Okay, so, I, I mean, that's as much as we could basically say without going too into spoilers. Mm -hmm. um, so, I guess, spoiler warning right now? Yep, yep, spoiler warning. So, for those of you who haven't watched it, go ahead and watch Season 1, Episode 3 of WandaVision, now in color, uh, on Disney+. Plus. 
then you know make sure you pause us here and then come back tell us what you think as well but yeah we're gonna dive right on here and of course i think one of the best part of this episode was we jump right in from where we left off in episode two something i really really liked because you know yes we're having different era sitcoms here yeah. uh, but it's a it's a, a congruent timeline you know mm -hmm. we're, we're continuing as we evolve the, the different types of sitcom wanda and vision are evolving with this as well and that's yeah. something i really liked about how yeah. we started this episode yeah i agree and um i think probably the best part I, I, i'm not the best part but for me the biggest surprise in this episode story-wise was we went really quickly through the pregnancy. I thought it was going to take more than one episode, but in, uh, you know, of course we're in the spoilers now. So the biggest spoiler is Wanda gives birth in this episode to two twin boys, Billy and Tommy. Yep. Um, now in the comics, we have some, uh, ties to who their children are. They have very specific powers and stuff like that. Um, they're the wonder twins in the comics. So, you know, Take that for what you will. Okay, now, now my question here is, uh -huh. now in Avengers Age of Ultron, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, Wanda Maximoff and uh, Pietro Maximoff are referred to as the Wonder Twins, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I don't know, can't remember. I think he referred to them as Miracles. Okay. But I don't know, maybe. I can't uh, Honestly, I'm a little fuzzy on that too. Okay, okay, yes, but, uh, but of, of course. possibility. Yeah, of course, you know, and this plays a major point in the episode later on. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, Wanda Maximoff is a twin, of course, her brother Pietro, uh, otherwise known as Quicksilver, you know, uh, super speed, and uh, of course comes to his demise at the end of Age of Ultron, which is also where we first meet the Maximoff twins. And kind of the uh, turning point in this episode for what happens when uh, Geraldine kind of starts to reveal the inner workings of what we have going on here. And Scarlet Witch doesn't like that one bit and knocks her out of uh, Westview, yes. essentially. And our final shot of this episode with uh, her landing in front of what looks like a bunch of military equipment and sword. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, I mean, let's, let's jump back a little bit before okay. we discuss Geraldine. I mean, of course, the first half of this episode is pure purely written for comedic purpose. Yeah. You know, this is written as the, the comic comic act of Wanda going through a nine-month pregnancy in the span of a couple of hours. And we have, you know, yeah. of course, the comedy of Vision trying to figure out how to be a father in the matter of hours. Which, you know, Wanda learning to be pregnant in the matter in a matter of hours. Which, yes. can I say, Paul Bettany is doing fantastic yes. as a Vision so yes, far. He is doing so many great things comedically. Yeah. Just yeah. Although I will say that I think... Uh, Wanda Maximoff is doing amazingly as well. Uh, you know, I didn't, I did not expect her to play this comedic role. She's, she seems to be one of the more serious characters in what we've seen her in the MCU films, Phase One, Two, and Three. Yeah, she's doing a great job playing a comedic role. Both of them are, but you know, I think Paul Bettany has sort of a, a comedy background, a British comedy background. I don't know as much about the actress who plays Wanda. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. I'm not sure either, but I mean, yeah, it's great comedy, and I think this is kind of a reaction to what we saw in. Uh, for Ragnarok, for me, that was a big turning point, along with Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess, was too, yes. where we get to really hone in on that comedy, whereas to this is more so a comedy than anything else. Yeah. Especially, like you said, this first, you know, 10 minutes of this episode, pure 
just comedic situational comedy, sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. You know, it, the, the jokes, as we mentioned, aren't as, you know, I would say they don't hit as home as you'd see in a modern sitcom, but I think that's because it's, it's supposed to be a 70s sitcom. The jokes are less edgy than we've become used to, or at least fans of sitcoms in today's era have become used to. But that's, once again, paying homage to the 1970s sitcoms, just like we saw the jokes in the 1950s and 60s. And, of course, we also, one of my favorite things about this show as well, just a small thing, of course, we also have that great, you know, laugh track in the background that we, we've become accustomed to seeing in any sitcom, really. And what I loved about the, what they do with the laugh track in WandaVision is you hear the laugh track and you want to just laugh along. Right. But sometimes like, like, um, for example, uh, his neighbor cutting through the, you know, he's like glitching out, I guess. Yeah, it kind of yeah. feels like he's cutting through his garden wall mm -hmm. and we get the laugh track, which, you know, it is kind of funny. He's cutting through the garden wall and he's like, I think he went over overboard a little there, yep. there with those hedges. Yeah, and, and he goes, goes, "Oh, I guess you're right," and keeps going. And he keeps going, yep. and like people are, and like the laugh track is going, but you're like, "Wait, that's kind of creepy and weird. Why is he doing that?" Right. You know. So I like how they mix it up like that. Right. So I mean, we definitely have uh, seen quite a few of those moments, and almost like a breaking of the third wall with the laugh track too. And of course, that's something we've seen in the I Love Lucy's, the Leave It to Beavers, the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, you know, we've seen that before where a laugh track will go on and the actors will look around like they hear it as well. Um, but, you know, definitely something going on that Wanda and Vision are becoming more aware that they're not just in a regular life. And that, to me, is the turning point of this episode. Even before we get to Geraldine's arc, when we have this great speech by uh, Vision where he's, you know, starting to say, you know, something's not right here. You know, not just the pregnancy. He's talking about, you know, what happened with the sawing through of the, of, you know, past the hedges, through the fence. Yeah. And he's starting to catch on. And then we get this great skip. Yeah. And, you know, back that, of course, we got it at the end of episode two as well with the beekeeper. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people thought that it was actually like their internet connection. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, we did too. Yeah. 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 But definitely, and it was, you know, I, I like to how they're doing, you know, different eras. You know, we go from, you know, when we saw it last episode, it was the full on like VHS rewind and moving backwards. This time it was just a quick jump back. Yeah. So, you know, definitely also paying homage to the advancement of technology from, 50s to six, you know, 50s, no rewind or jump back to the 60s. You know, we have the slow, you know, moving backwards rewind to, you know, now the quick jump back. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love, I love that too. And um, it kind of leads us to another big moment where we kind of get, like you're saying, breaking the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. It has to do with um, the annoying neighbor, right? And the guy that was cutting the hedges. They are kind of talking about if Geraldine is in there, how they saw Wanda pregnant behind the back of Vision, right? And Vision kind of points it out. It's like, what's going on here? And to me, this is really starting to push forward this idea that it's kind of like the Truman Show a lot. Yeah, you know? oh, without a doubt. That <laughs> yeah. is, that, you know, we keep on coming back to that, uh, to that analogy. And I think we're going to all season yeah. long because clearly this is a television show, as we've seen in the, in the first episode, that someone is observing. Right. And it's going to be, I mean, at least our assumptions are, it's going to be if Wanda and Vision, you know, catch wise on it and how that's going to happen versus whoever the powers that be are, Sword or other, who are trying to make sure it seems that they're not catching on, as right. we saw with the skip with mm -hmm. Vision. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess, is, is there anything else big you want to talk about besides just the rest of the Geraldine storyline? Well, I mean, that's, that's the great thing we talked about. You know, we yeah. have... 
Of course, we have the birth, you know, Geraldine, despite everything going haywire with Wanda, of course, Scarlet Witch giving birth and, you know, all the electricity going off, the power shutting off, the fireplace going on and off, uh, you know, Geraldine seems to keep a level head. You know, she says, I'm sure there's a logical explanation for all of this. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, not really someone who isn't wise in the situation would say. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Geraldine seems to stay miraculously calm in this situation. Mm -hmm. um, another big thing is we see that Wanda is trying to hide her pregnancy. And if I recall, you know, when it's revealed, yeah. it's like nobody nobody even notices that she's become nine months pregnant in the span of a week. Well, Geraldine does. She notices. Okay, she yeah. does. She says, oh, oh, she's, are you pregnant? You know, when she, when she drops the vase. Okay, see, my, my confusion was when she has that vase of fruit, it's not really covering it, and she doesn't notice, but okay. Notice uh, but anyway, so we get that. The children are born, and that's when we see Vision step outside. He starts talking with the neighbors who are starting to lead in. Well, Geraldine, you ever notice she doesn't have a home? You know? Yeah, they're saying these weird things. But as yeah. that's going on, we have that cut with this great dialogue between Wanda and Geraldine where she's singing in Sokovian, uh, or we assume Russian, of course. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's singing... And she says, you know, I was a twin too, my brother Pietro. And Geraldine says, a big reveal here. She says, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And uh, then we get a more ominous tone for the remainder of this episode. And I think what my main things I'm kind of thinking, going back and forth on here is what kind of situation are we in? Are we in a situation where I think I'm pretty sure that his sword has her contained in Westview and they're observing her. Now, what I want to know is these people that are there with her that have that are connected to sword, are they agents that went in there and then forget who they are because of Wanda? Or is it Wanda or like are they there and sword is telling them to pretend and just play along? Like I don't know what it is. Is it Wanda mind controlling them? I don't I'm, know. I'm almost thinking and, and you know, I think you you may be thinking along it as well when you say glitching out. Mm -hmm. Of course we saw that as well, sort of in the, the premiere with the choking scene uh, with Vision's employer and his wife, where she's just kind of laughing as he's yeah. choking, you know, another sort of glitchy scene. My thought is almost that these are not real people. The members of Westview are more a, a virtual reality that help sort, I think they're observing Wanda, mm -hmm. where she's been trying to make sure she's not catching the wiser. Uh -huh. uh, but I think, uh, you know, that's why the VR is sort of rejecting that Geraldine is not part of this. Mm. That's why I think, you know, we have that scene, you know, she doesn't have a home here. She's not part of Westview. Maybe it's the computer system or whatever they have Wanda in for observation, realizing that this is a foreign source. It's not supposed to be here. Okay. I, I think that she must, like, at first I thought it was she created an alternate reality. Right, right. But now that we see, like, you know, these giant, like, fences that are fencing off Westview, I'm thinking maybe they put her there to, like, to imprison her, or I don't know. I've yeah, I mean, we still know very little about S.W.O.R.D., of course, and, and that's more to come. Yeah, that, that's my biggest negative here is, you know, um, not going to give this in that great range, strictly because yes we get a great cliffhanger at the end but this is a short episode we don't have much happen and we mentioned yeah. it's more of a filler than anything right but so that's my main negative here's the major yeah. question my major question for you because i interpreted the ending very differently from what it sounded like you just said or said a little bit earlier in this episode you said that you believe wanda 
sort of cast uh, that's what I first Geraldine thought, yeah. out of uh, you know out of Westview. Yeah, I didn't read into it that way. I thought that it was whoever's controlling Westview. See, I don't think it's Wanda. I think it's Sword as an observation pulled her out and then somehow pulled Wanda's vision of Wanda's memory so that when Vision comes in and says, oh, where did Geraldine go? She said, oh, she just left. That was sort of what my imagination I think, was. I think that's kind of the, that's what I'm trying to get at here. There's two different fields of thought you right. here. Mm-hmm. Is Sword truly the one in control or is it Wanda that's the one in control and Sword is merely containing her? Right. Like that's kind of the two theories I could say. And of course that also jumps back to uh, what we saw in episode two. You know, who is trying to communicate with Wanda through the radio? You know, Wanda, what are they doing to you in there? You know, is this sword trying to (laughs) communicate? Exactly. Uh, Is this sword though trying to communicate to her or is this an outside entity and maybe sword has a more ominous at this point, uh, you know, background and, you know, Wanda is being held there against her will rather than for observation. And who is trying to contact Wanda? How are they trying to get involved there? And of course, you know, uh, I think answers are going to come more next week as we saw with that cliffhanger. Of course, I also want to just go back to uh, with that awesome cliffhanger. How great is that cut? We go from the small like letterbox classic 70s sitcom and it gets wide and shorter and that i thought that was such an awesome theater aspect ratio Mm kind of telling us oh yeah this is a marvel studio you know we're in the mcu and that's how we're going to most likely as this uh you know series goes on and we get more intertwining of westview versus the real world uh probably how we're going to be able to keep track absolutely so um I think we've covered pretty much everything in this episode. Not too much as far as Easter eggs in this one. I guess we could just mention the one commercial yep. since we have to talk about it. Um, Hydra Scrub. Yep, Hydra Scrub. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The weakest of the commercials so far. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it, it was. It didn't take much effort, you know. Um, we got the Strucker Watch, Strucker which, watch. of course, I think, Took the most amount of effort for you know people who didn't remember Stark Industries who, Toaster. Yeah, Stark Industries Toaster. I think Hydra Scrub has been the easiest so far, and yeah. I'm like not really sure what. I mean, I guess it sort of maybe like brainwashing, like or, I don't know. you know, scrubbing you know Hydra agents clean and hiding them as shield. Maybe I'm looking too far into it. We'll see. Yeah, excited to see where they go with these commercials. I'm hoping they have a bigger plot as well, and they're not just in there sort of for comic relief. Yeah, I want to see where they're going, just yeah. like you, man. And um, as our first episode of Color, um, I think it started off well, but looking for improvement in the second part of this, as you're saying, you know, maybe it is more of like a part one, part two, because, you know, episode one and two are kind of counterparts to yeah. each other, both black and white. Now we have our first episode in Color. Is the second one going to be like a counterpart to this? Is it going to be something completely different? We'll see. Right, and I think we may have um, another, I don't know if time jump is the right word, uh, but, you know, I think we'll have the, the aging process possibly sped up for uh, for Tommy and Billy. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, for those who've seen the trailers, which I'm sure everyone has, yeah. I think we're expecting the Halloween episode coming up next. Of course, where we see Scarlet Witch and Vision in their original outfits for their costumes. And if, if yeah. so, if we have the Halloween episode next week, that's only episode four. That means that they didn't show us a lot in the trailers, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. I want to be surprised, which means, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
is going to be all stuff we haven't had hinted at in the trailers, which I'm all for. Yeah, I think that's where we're going to start to get crazy with going back and forth and learning more about this organization. Is it sword? You know, are they related to shield? Are they more, you know, ominous and evil? You know, are are we in another universe? Are we just in, you know, observation? You know, what, what is going on? And, you know, I think that's the beauty of this show is right now. We don't know. I think, you know, I keep on getting so frustrated at the end of every episode saying, I wish this was just a feature film. So we'd know what's going on after a two, two and a half hour block. But that's the beauty of it. You know, when you get emotional about a show at the end of it and wanting more, I mean, that means it's a good show, right? Yeah, absolutely. And with that said, I think we should just tell our viewers and listeners to let us know, what do you think kind of situation we are in in WandaVision? What camp do you sit in? RB's camp, where he thinks that it is sword controlling everything? Or is you in my camp, where I think Scarlet Witch is the one that's controlling everything and sword is just trying to contain her? Um, so what, what camp are you in? Let us know down in the comments. Send us a message on uh, social media, which you can follow me at DomGonzalez48. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, RB, where can they find you? Find me on Instagram at RB underscore the underscore SID or on Twitter at RB with the call. All right, guys. And come back next week for another WandaVision review. And in the next few days, a few more movie reviews coming your way. So keep an eye out for those. Um, But other than that, we'll see you guys next week and catch you later. Later.